Hello friends, it's our final episode of Bird for 2023 and we've got a good one. Today we're going to be chatting with Christina Takeshida, who is the lab director at LAPD's Crime Lab, so the forensics unit. And I reached out to Christina because when I was younger, I had this fantasy of being a forensic scientist. And there was this brief period in my teenage years where I got really obsessed with it. I think this was even before CSI. I I had a class, a biology class, where we covered some forensic science stuff and it really appealed to me. So I got like really deep briefly, but nowadays um, I find this stuff kind of terrifying. Um, I don't really want to know what goes on behind closed doors or, you know, in the world around me. It, It can be really scary, but I'm still fascinated by it. And I'm fascinated by the people that do this for a living. Uh, What does that look like? What is the sort of day-to-day of this experience? And I managed to track down Christina and she was kind enough to to chat with me. But what was so exciting about this interview was not just diving into the life of a forensic scientist and what that means, especially at a place like Los Angeles, but just Christina as a person, the moment I met her, I just saw this, uh, got this energy from her and it was so wonderful. She was laughing so much. She was smiling. She was so open and so willing to to share her experience. And that really blew me away. Like I just wasn't expecting that from somebody who works in this field, which, you know, I don't know, obviously stereotyping had no real ground for this, but I was really blown away by her warmth. And this was such a fun, fun conversation to have. And I really hope you enjoy it. And also happy holidays and and all the best for the new year ahead. I'm going to start broad. I mean, you can answer this from a work perspective or a personal perspective. Okay. But what's got your attention these days? Oh... Goodness gracious, that is, when you say broad, you mean broad. So, this is going to be a silly question or answer. I just saw the Barbie movie, <laughs> and um, I'm a mother of two adult boys, and raising them has always been like, I'm the only woman in the family, and you need to understand what women are going through and the challenges we have. and. So this always has been my goal. And then here's Barbie. And it's like, yes, this is it. Have you seen the movie? I have. I have. I'm it, so, I'm did so, you like it? I did. And I'm so happy that you. that's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could spend the entire podcast just talking about Barbie. I, I was going to say, I am a movie and show, TV, podcast. I, I consume all of it probably too much. But yeah. Um, yeah, I loved it. And that has been on my mind. I love just, that. Um, I don't think a lot of men, and it's come up in my career before, um, know what women go through and the challenges we have. And that um, men can just go for a jog down the street and it's no problem. And women, you're always looking over your shoulder and have that fear. And um, yeah, I don't, I think it's shocking to some men to hear that. And this field is, uh, now it is primarily women. What? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think 
all of the times girls in STEM classes. It's really helping. Times are changing. So I have a lot of, you know, one of my biggest mentors, she retired. She worked here for 40 plus years. She retired. Oh I think it was close to 40. And just to hear her stories when it was male dominant yeah. and just the things, you know, harassment and things being said and, you know, what she had to go through. Uh, that's not tolerated nowadays and never. And there's more of us women. Mm. Um, but we have some amazing guys. I don't want to say that. Uh, you know, obviously they're, they're wonderful. I'm raising two. Um, but that's kind of on my mind. Just um, girl power and it's a thing. Oh. And as much as people want to ignore um, the, the struggles that women go through, just the little thing of... Um, those comments that people, I was just talking to somebody the other day, like to a man and saying, I don't think men understand how often it happens to us. And that passive, it just, is passive aggressive the right word? But, you know, these little, they think it's subtle and it's just so, and it's us making you feel better as a man because we don't want to embarrass you. But we're put into that position to apologize yeah. for making you, the person that said the awful thing, feel comfortable. Yeah. It's, it's just one, to me, it's great to see that out there now. Yeah. And it's in men pink. in pain, in wonderful pain. <laughs> yeah. Men are realizing and learning um, about things that women have been going through since the beginning of time. Yeah. That's kind of great. So that's on my mind. I love Barbie. that. I love that. Well, I have to ask, <laughs> have the boys seen it? My oldest did and loved it. I'm not going to say loved it. He said, Mom, it was so much fun. You're going to like it. Actually, my younger one, I have a 20 and a 23 year old and the 23 yes did see it and he liked it too okay good good yeah i'm happy to hear that yeah yeah i love that i mean just the other day okay tmi maybe but i got my period yeah and i said something about it and my husband sort of said oh like oh maybe it's this or that and i was like you have no No idea you don't have any idea and he's like no (laughs) <laughs> it's funny because just today, so I'm at a woman in menopause, mm-hmm. full into menopause, and one of my friends here at work and I were talking about some things, and so, it's not talked about enough. I'm like, this is why women need to talk about all of the symptoms, whether it's of your period, of menopause, just to normalize it. Because I think people think, oh my God, this is the weirdest symptom, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's only having me, and you're embarrassed to talk about why. I know. We're all going through it. Okay. It's so natural. Who since, cares? Since you're talking about it. Yeah, please. <laughs> so I'm in my late 30s. My sister's in her mid-40s, and I think she's going through menopause. I'm sure she doesn't mind me saying this. Oops. <laughs> but, you know, and I've had friends say that they have, like, early onset menopause or, or whatever. I'm like oh, am I dealing with that? I, I don't even know. Yeah, it's going to start with hot flashes. Right. And well, you always hear say. hot flashes, hot right. flashes. And you're like, what is that? And yeah. then when you have your first hot flash, interesting. you know what that, it's like, oh my goodness, you feel like you're burning from the inside out. It's very weird. Oh. So I, I have a fan, just like a, you know, mm-hmm. open fan, not an electric or anything, in my purse, multiple places in my house. It's just the hot flashes are starting to go away, but there is a time that you just all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, whoa, that's it how it'll sweat start. as well or is it just um, 
you feel sweaty, but it's not super sweaty. I think everybody, it's different again, right? right? right. Or it's everyone's so different. Um, sometimes, yeah, sweat. Yeah. It's very, that that part is very weird. Do you know why, what, what the hot flashes are doing? Goodness, I, I don't. I'm sure it's See, that's um, the other thing. It's just like... Yes, and a doctor told me, yeah, no, I, I have no idea. And yeah. the statement probably is going to sound really bad. But it's like your ovaries are going to sputter. You know, they're stopping. So I know. Because <laughs> I think as women also we go, ooh, I can't wait to stop having a period. Right. She's like, no, there's all these other oh, symptoms God. that come with it. I think I told my husband the other day, I'm like, you you wouldn't be able to do it. And he, you know. No. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's had a month off work. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I, I mean, I, I interviewed a woman recently, and we talked about this, but I had a miscarriage earlier this year. Oh, I've really had started. multiple miscarriages. Oh, gosh. But part of the reason I was talking about my period is because it's still regulating. It's been like three or four months. Yes. And I was starting to panic because, you know, I was always very regular, but I know that, you know, it needs to kind of get back on track. But it was like way longer than it had ever been. And that's what I was freaking out about. Um, But it's here with a vengeance. It's back. (laughs) I'm really sorry to hear about that. I hope uh, in some way it happens. And that's another thing that's being talked about now is... Um, in addition to IVF, I, there's this podcast I listen to, and a woman is um, uh, freezing her eggs, mm-hmm. and there's just uh, so many more options yeah. for women. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a whole roller coaster. We're we're navigating IVF now. Well, so this is another thing. My first miscarriage happened two and a half years ago. Oh my god, this podcast is gonna be so boring. So I've brought it up a couple of times, <laughs> but. Um, after this one, we found out it's actually because of my husband, and he has a chromosomal abnormality, um, which was a huge relief on my part, thinking there's something wrong with me for two and a half years. Now he's going through that, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. But when we got, went into IVF, because the doctor is saying that's the best option for us, you know, check check the box. Why are you doing IVF? There's like a gajillion things for women. I don't even know what half of them are. And then it's like um, male infertility. And I'm like... It, it's not even, he's not even infertile. It's this like weird chromosome thing that, and I was just like, there's just one little box and I'm just supposed to bucket it under male infertility. And right, like, Come on. right. You're like, no, 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 there needs to be a lot more boxes right. right here. There are two people involved. Where are the nine boxes for the other person? That's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, right. look, we've gone on a total tangent. I know, we started at Barbie. Shout Bobby. <laughs> Brought it back to myself. But you alluded to this earlier, and I think let's be explicit. Yeah. Where do you work? What do you do? <laughs> um, yeah, I am the laboratory director of the uh, Los Angeles Police Department's Crime Lab. Been here, I started in 1995. That's crazy. Um, I started as a student worker, working part-time, finishing up my uh, college classes while raising a—I had a newborn. Wow. Yeah, he was born in 1995, and so was, thank God, for my supportive husband. I mean, thank God, and family, because it really did take a village. Right. (laughs) You know, working part-time, going to school, have this baby. Yeah, it really did take a a village, and I'm, I'm so blessed to have so much family to help. Um, and yeah, I started at the bottom as a student worker and doing just whatever the lab wanted me to do at the time. We were much smaller back then. Gosh, we were probably 
30-ish people, and now we're close to 200. Wow. We're around 200 right now. And that's people. 200 forensic scientists? Who yeah. are these people? Yeah, a mix. It's uh, primarily criminalists. And criminalists. Criminal, yeah, that's the That's the term now? Or? Well, that's the classification in the city of L.A. That's okay. Criminalists. But, yeah, forensic scientists. Cool. And then there's supervising criminalists. And we have um, lab techs and a lot of support staff. And they are just as important as the people on the bench. You know, they're the people that order our supplies, make sure that we get paid, um, pay Very our bills. Important. Yeah, it's like we need that support. And as a whole, we're a support for the department. Right. So we support investigations through forensics. And that can be anything from DNA analysis, a narcotics analysis, uh, firearms. I'll start listing them now. Um, <laughs> um, trace analysis, and they do arson investigations and gunshot residue. Um, toxicology, that's after I was a student worker, I started in toxicology, and that's as a criminalist. And that's where they uh, analyze blood and urine for drugs, primarily blood. And they have a breath alcohol mm -hmm. um, program. So the DUIs, they, they manage and take care of the instruments. And, okay, firearms field, we have a group of folks that they go out to crime scenes and collect all the evidence. And I'm going around, we have a quality assurance unit. Mm -hmm. Very important, small, small but mighty. Yeah. They uh, make sure that we're following all of the guidelines of our accrediting body. And make sure that we're all getting tested and we're all proficient in the analysis. It's mm -hmm. a big group of people that make this place run. Yeah. And I um, really have the privilege of working with this. It, this is a brilliant group. Um, they make the job very easy. Awesome. For sure. Wow. Yeah, but it definitely started at the bottom. Right, right. <laughs> so, so you said there, there was a point you were a criminalist mm -hmm. yourself. Yes. So maybe from that time or even from now, have there been like cases that sort of really changed you as a human, you know, how you relate to others, how you relate to your job? Yes. The, so working in the toxicology unit, um, the types of crimes that you're being exposed to is very narrow. Um, there's DUIs, um, under the influence of drugs. It's kind of changed now that, um, the, the, the state has decriminalized some mm. of um, the uh, drug use. But um, after about 10, 12 years, I was promoted and went to the DNA unit. Uh, and that was during the time of the sexual assault kit backlog. And oh, wow. we had over 6,000 uh, sexual assault kits that needed to be analyzed. And so it was you know, the group came together. Again, that was a smaller group that blew up to over double its size um, to take care of this uh, backlog. And the wonderful thing is, I, I gotta plug this right now, is thank goodness we work for a city that's very supportive. So our chain of command is very supportive. The city council gave us money and positions to take care of this backlog. Because I know a lot of other agencies, it's like, hey, we have this problem, whatever it may be, whether in this case, a backlog of cases. And you have to do it with the resources that you have. It's really difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah. And it, it took a department and a council to support and say, okay, we know we, you need these, this funding to take care of this backlog. And I'm proud to say we do not have a backlog. Wow. And 
every case is done in 90 days. Oh my gosh. And yeah, yeah. And it was really because of the support and the extremely intelligent people right. in that unit um, that made a plan to ensure that we don't have a backlog ever again. That's the thing I love is yeah. being, I what I had never done DNA analysis. I wasn't a subject matter expert, but I love being part of a group coming up with a plan Everyone here, if you tell them what's my phrase, I'm always like, give me a timeline. Yeah. <laughs> Say timeline all the time. Yeah. Um, let's get a timeline together. Let's get some milestones and then just work towards a goal. To me, that's the best part of the right. job, getting together in a group and yeah. for a common goal. Totally. Love that. <laughs> so then I um, came down as assistant lab director, now lab director, and the team here of the assistant lab directors and myself, they're, they're like-minded that way. Mm. Love to make things better. Let's get a plan. How can we improve? This place is a really well-oiled machine. Mm. There's always little tweaks that we can do to make improvements. And everybody seems to be on that same page awesome. of, yeah, how can we improve? I mean, change is hard. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. I know. Yeah. But um, there's there's always room for improvement. Yeah. And um, the but, group down here is, is like, like-minded in that way. That's cool. That's interesting to hear because... I think there's a perception with like anything sort of like city related city council stuff takes a long time. No, don't get me wrong. Things take a long time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, 90 days though yeah. seems that, pretty good oh, turnaround. Our analysis, yes. Yeah. But sometimes um you know, approval processes and things like that that it takes its time. It has to go through through the proper channels and that's just We've we've wrapped our head around that. Right, we know right. it takes time. But no, the analysis, the things that we can manage, yeah. yes, they've everyone has be created efficiencies mm-hmm. um, within their own groups to make sure that um, we're getting things done in ninety days. We have some um, that are a little bit uh, one unit that's mm-hmm. just a little bit over, but they're on their way. They have made such great improvements. That's great. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially really in that area, like when you said six thousand, like cases sort of in the backlog. How long were some of these cases waiting to be looked at? Yeah, it's, uh, I started into at least 10, 15 years. No way. Yeah. So you're like finding these people after all this time or? Yeah, some um, of the cases, and I I don't have the stats on this, but Mm -hmm. some cases they had already known um, the perpetrator. Um, then they didn't need the DNA to solve that case. But in doing all of those cases, what you do is any unknown um, profile can go into CODIS, Mm -hmm. which is a search tool. Now you can do case-to-case matches. So Mm -hmm. you may solve one case um, through investigation, um, but there are multiple cases that may have the same suspect that you wouldn't know about unless right. you had the tool like CODIS. Right. So that was really, um, you know, some people go like, oh, well, there were so many cases. They already knew who the suspect was. There's no way, reason to do a DNA. Yeah, but it's a long-term. Yeah, it's um, a data bank. Those. Yes, yes, yeah. right. So CODIS is a very powerful tool. Wow. So when, when you're working or we're working on something like this, like how... How do you, like, not get affected by... Oh, that's right. This was... I didn't answer that question. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This was fascinating. In the, in, sorry. Oh, this tangent. Um, yeah. So when I went to the DNA unit and you're exposed... I was the casework manager. And so all of the requests would come to me. And um, I got some help from um, 
we had a small team that looked at all these requests and it even just reading it it was a lot yeah it was a lot um i used to go to crime scenes and there's been some scenes that um it's for me it's most difficult when the victims are um, the same as your own family members Mm -hmm. so those are the hardest you know into a scene um, with two young children and the children were the same age as my children and you just go home and you hug your babies and again for me it's not worth I can't make sense of it so I can't waste my time on making sense of it I just have to know that you know we're all helping in the way we can um, and I, it probably has affected how I mother. Mm. Um, I would freak out if, you know, kids, they love to run in wide open spaces. And if I can't see, it couldn't see my son, it would really make me nervous. And I was probably a little more protective than I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and I think that is related to the job. Right. We, uh, I just invited, this is another great support that the department has. They have a, um, Therapists, yeah, right? I was going to ask for about us. That. Yes, they do, and we can go see them. I invited them in. Somebody mentioned, um, "Hey, we haven't had a class on traumatic um, vicarious trauma." Vicarious. So oh. you go to a scene, you take right. that trauma. It's normal. I think <sighs> way back in the day, they just like, "Oh, toughen up," um, you know, "Don't let it bother you." Well, you can't just say that, and then it it's magically a, it's PTSD, not bother you, right? Yeah, there is. There can be. So, that you, you, you're seeing when you go out into the scene. You're seeing it when you're reading the request for analysis. You're reading it. I mean, that is we're human. That is natural to take on that. And for me, you know, you relate it to things in your life. Oh my goodness, I I was in this situation. Thank goodness that this crime didn't happen to me. Um, but you know, they gave us some tools about the resilience, finding that um, things that bring you joy. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not there. Right. You can't erase it. Yeah. So there are some times that, you know, back, I, I wish I would have known about that resource early on, particularly that um, homicide of those two children. You see, it stuck with me. And right. I probably was, gosh, that was at least maybe 20 years ago. And it's still, I can tell you, like, I can see it. No. So I wish I would have had um, the therapists. I'm sure they were here, but we just didn't know about right. it. Right. And so I push that. Every new hire that comes on, I meet with them, and I'm like, these are the resources we have. Reach out to them. Um, you can even go with a partner if something at work is affecting your marriage it doesn't have to be work only right so it's a wonderful resource yeah, that the department amazing. has and i just share share because yeah. i figure if we all talk it's going back to menopause and yeah. periods it's we all just talk about it that's <laughs> everything all roads lead to barbie right but if we all just talk about it and normalize it then it's not so so um shameful oh my goodness i gotta go talk to somebody i can't handle this no well you're not expected to yeah I mean, that that's one thing that I'm super fascinated by is, like, when you know the detail of stuff. And yeah. it, it goes the other way because, like, I don't know the detail. So I can make stuff up that f- freaks me out. Right. And then you go the other way. You know everything. And, it, like, yeah, how do you live your day-to-day 
knowing or even like I assume you're driving around town and you know something has happened there at this place. Or, right. And, you know, I, so I, what I'm hearing is that through the therapy, there, there are tools that help kind of get around that. But and again, I, I feel like I'm sort of keep asking the same question, maybe because I don't really know what I'm looking for. But this like, how does it change your relationship with just people in general, like maybe new people you meet, like just knowing what humans are capable of? Yeah, it 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 doesn't. And I think for a lot of us and I'll, again, for me, it's the optimism and I know, you're so nice and lovely. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, I got you fooled. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, the truth is not everybody is a a murderer. It's it's not. You have to, like, focus on. There are so many people in my life that bring light and positivity. If I focus on the negative, it... It, my life is going to be rough. Right. And it's not that you ignore it. It's it's out there. You acknowledge it, but I can't dwell on it. Mm-hmm. Because if I dwell on it, I just, I'm not going to be good to myself, my coworkers, my family. Right. I mean, a, just a negative Nelly is, it's no way to live for me. No. I just can't. So I think it's looking for the optimism, looking for the joy, um, being uh, funny grace being grateful it's it's all of that is yeah. is part of the soup that going to get you get you through but th- even more specific tools like when i was reading all of those horrific crimes um, i had to ask for help and say hey i can't read all of these can you do some can you do some you got to mix it up right um, people that are in our field unit the, the folks that respond to crime scenes i mean we're very aware that they can't spend their entire career in that unit right um, you, okay you can spend a certain amount of time because people love it especially right. young people they come in that's yeah. the best part of the job you go it's out the tv stuff exactly <laughs> exactly but um you got to move on to something else because yeah. it can really take a toll and i'm I really try to be mindful of people's wellness mm-hmm. do you think is that is that almost like mandatory like you have sort of max, maximum amount of time that you can do this and then you you move somewhere else or if people want to can they stay in that forever um yeah yeah there's people that yeah they want to stay there forever and um Age and experience tells me differently. Okay. I need I I sometimes you make changes that when you and I was like this when I was a criminalist doing the work. You think what the heck are managers doing? They don't know what they're doing. It's almost like a teenager where mm. we don't our parents don't know what's going on. We know right. what's going on, and then you you work your way through and your mom you keep seeing like a broader view Mm -hmm. or your bird's eye view that 30,000 feet you see it and you go oh I didn't think about this I didn't think about that I was only thinking about my time in the toxicology unit I wasn't thinking about my place in even the division or the department of the city so time time experience maturity thank god I matured I was right I needed it when I was younger But, what a place um, to mature, too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I know that somebody that has uh, eight years on the field, I know we have to move them. When you're in it, you like, and 
they want to do a good job and they are doing a great job. It has it's nothing about yeah. the work that they're, the quality of their work that they're doing. But yeah. I'm thinking of their quality of their life and their career. 30 right. years is a long time. It's yeah. typically about how long um, we work here, 30 years. I need to get you some more experience and get out of that day to day. And the great thing is new hires are coming in and they can go and uh, yeah. do that work. Wow, so interesting. What about, uh, a bit of a tangent, but what's your relationship to the city of L.A.? Like, I feel like, you know, it doesn't get more integral than being part of the LAPD. Right. You know, how does right. it, how, what's your relationship like? Um, it, it's a great relationship. I was, I was born and raised in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Talk so about tangents. Rivalry. I feel like that's all I've gone on this whole talk. Wait, what do you <laughs> I'm mean? going on tangents? tangents? Yeah, sorry. Oh, no. uh, this is what it's all about. Okay, good. Um, keeping track. Born and raised. <laughs> thank you. Um, born and raised up there. Came down here for school and uh, met a boy. Married that boy. You know how it goes. I yeah. stayed. Yeah. And then a friend of mine said, hey, there's this part-time job. You should come check it out, see if you like it. So I have no connection to the city of L.A. Like, I was born and raised. My husband was. He's right. uh, Monterey Park, East L.A., born and raised. Mm-hmm. I don't have that type of connection. It's one that's grown. Mm-hmm. So initially, my uncle was an assistant lab director for L.A. Sheriff's Crime Lab. And he'd always talked to me about forensics when I was in college. And I was like, eh, I don't know. So when this part-time job came up, I thought, perfect, I can go in, I can see if I like it, and if I don't, I can, you know, I can find something else. Mm-hmm. And cut to <laughs> 28 years later. Wow. Uh, so it's a love that has grown. Yeah. Um, initially, it was a job, um, to be honest, and where I could use my degree. Yeah. And, and then it kind of goes on, you're like, oh, this is a pretty interesting job. You know, in college, I worked for... Um, I had lab tech positions, summer lab tech positions, and it was the same testing every day. And it was a wonderful summer job, but it was a, I don't think I could have done that for the rest of my life. So then you get, come here and you're like, oh my goodness, there's so many disciplines within yeah. this job. There's so much experience. There's something different all the time. That was exciting to me. Mm-hmm. So the... Yeah, the love grew. Yeah, as as long as I've been here. Yeah, did was there a point in those twenty eight years where you're like, uh, I want to do something totally different? No, no. Because is it because it was? I don't know if it's like I'm a really loyal person. <laughs> it's hard for me to. I have a girlfriend who, she'll change up her jobs, and I admire that. It's scary for me. So, but so is that why? Is it a fear thing, or is it like it just? It's probably a little bit of both. I like the job. I like the people. I mean, there's struggle. This 28 years, we see each other 40 hours a week. Of course, there's going to be struggles. But I really like the job. And the longer you're in it, the more loyal Mm. you are. And I remember my uncle saying, I want, he he would say, come over to the sheriff's side. And that loyalty begins. That loyalty begins actually pretty early yeah and it just gets deeper and deeper what does that mean sheriff's side how is that different sorry yeah the la and i keep pointing because (laughs) we're in the same building the crime lab um we're in the same building on um uh we share a facility okay and uh, it's it's equal but separate you know we have our separate lab areas okay um the lapd 
covers LA City only. Okay. The Sheriff's Department covers the county of LA. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what is LA County? <laughs> huge. It's huge. But okay, so I used to live in West Hollywood. Is that in LA County? Yes. LA County. Yes. Okay. So it would be covered. And then some agencies have their own police department. Right. So LAPD, Los An- the city of Los Angeles. Uh, Long Beach has their own police department. But uh, Long Beach is Pasadena. LA County? Yeah. Interesting. Gosh, now you're doing a geography test. I hope that. No, I'm yes. so confused. Long Beach is, is in LA County. So sheriffs, right at the end. Sheriffs, everyone. In the entire county. And then there's some cities that have their own okay. police department. LAPD is just one mm-hmm. of many cities that have their own. I, I live in um, San Gabriel. San Gabriel has their own police department, but we're part of LA County. Okay. Unincorporated areas will have. I'm just getting really deep so into confused. the weeds. I mean, it's so big; it's hard to even fathom. It's huge. It's huge. So when I um, when I got the job here, and then so much experience. I mean, that's a good thing when you're a criminalist. It's a really bad thing for because there's crime. It's, right. it's that. You hate to see that there's so much crime and that there's victims out there. Yeah. That's tough. On the experience side, it, it's a lot. So when my parents were like, are you coming back home? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. This wow. Is, this is when uh, you get a lot of good experience here. Does your job play a big role in your identity? It's interesting. Um, it's not the first thing I say when I meet people. At all. Really? What do you say? I was actually going to ask, what do you, when somebody's, you're meeting somebody at a party, hey, how do you introduce yourself? Um, name. Good stuff. I really am not, honestly, it's usually my husband that's saying, guess where she works. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. But I'm, if asked, I'll say I work for the crime lab. Rarely do I say, I'm the lab director. I just, I don't. Okay. I um, did that answer the question? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I think we all do that. So, like, it depends who I'm talking to. I'll be more elaborate or not, and, like, some people just don't really understand, so I'll just be like... Yeah, I, I, you know, we went through the uh, CSI TV show mm-hmm. era, so a lot of people know or at least have an idea right. of what it is, what the they field is. And I say, oh, that's trust and they, me. What's the gruesome, most gruesome thing you've yeah, ever right, done? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I just usually tell them it's nothing. Like, you know, those characters are multiple people wrapped in one. Yeah. Investigators and um, lab people, all wrapped in one. And um, I definitely don't have that wardrobe or that hair and makeup <laughs> that's crew. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, very different. Yeah. But um, at least people are aware of what, so when I first started, nobody knew. What is that? Interesting. And they, a lot of people think that you work for the coroners. No, that's, so the coroners handle the body. If you think of the body as being evidence, mm-hmm. that's what the coroners handle. And we handle everything else. Yeah. So the shoe prints, the mm. the bloody. Doorknob. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The um, firearm. The, you know, that's yeah. kind of what we're dealing with, not the body. Do you ever, like, watch or, like, see the news and there's, like, people talking about a case, like, from a news perspective, and you're like, oh, that's, that's not a good representation of how to talk about the case or it's misleading the way, like, the... Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but 
Sometimes. Yeah. I am not going, they got it wrong. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, it's like, whatever, this is whatever. Yes, yes. Somebody else's problem. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's well, you usually not getting the entire story, obviously, on, on the news. And the thing that um, is really frustrating is the news will give, you know, say something um, shocking, inflammatory, mm. <laughs> but there's no follow-up to explain what was really going on. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, um, there is a, a burglar, they're breaking into homes and, you know, in this area, but when you realize, oh no, that was just the neighbor that went in um, to take some, it's, it, it's not yeah. as, you know, yeah. big and huge and scary as right. the real story. Yeah. So that that's kind of you almost want to like okay follow up from yeah. that story that we told you yesterday. Here's some <laughs> facts. It's not what we thought it was. Um, I want to ask. Last thing I'll kind of say, job related is, is there any like trends of crimes that sort of happen like in different periods of time, and they might be related. I don't know to the the economic crisis or like heat waves or I don't know is there any sort of like correlation yeah, yeah there what's yeah. happening right now <laughs> it's summer so a lot of people are outside and um, which means a lot of interactions mm. and sometimes that can raise the crime um, there's been different you know when I started uh, there was not when I started but shortly after there was a lot of um, narcotics analysis mm -hmm. and that all the re resources were going to analyzing narcotics. And then it switched DNA. We've got to get everything, right. you know, DNA, DNA. And that is a field that is ever-changing. Mm -hmm. There's just constantly changing. And then now it's gun crime. And so now we're putting resources into um, solving crimes uh, through ballistics. And it, it just so kind of switches mm -hmm. and it's, it's really the technology, um, which kind of forces, mm -hmm. okay, there's this new technology, let's invest in that. Yeah. And uh, it, again, it's all in an effort to support the investigators right. who really have a tough job. Yeah. I, that's a job I don't think I could do. They're, you know, they're interviewing people, they're talking to me. That, that is, that's front line for sure. Right. Um, so it's all in support of the department. And the great thing about us is that we're not trying to prove or disprove, because we don't that we don't care. It's not disprove, prove. It's just what question are you asking? Here's the test. Here's the answer. Right. It's either yes or no, and then you take that. Yeah. And yeah. Um, hopefully it helps science. your <laughs> science. Science. Yeah, we're we're the science nerds. Um, <laughs> I had a, I had another question just off the back of that, and it totally flew out of my mind. Damn it. Um, but that's, oh, no, it is. Buzzword of the day AI. Is that something you're talking about? Artificial intelligence, how to use it in any way? No. Uh, you've no. avoided this. Well, there's a lot of technology. There's a lot of technology that is helping um, forensics, definitely. You still need a person to do the review to, uh, I mean, because there's multiple reviews in any result that we report out. Um, you still need that person, you still need that expertise. Mm. And I think technology assists us, of course, it's made our job easier, definitely. Um, but I just don't think you'll ever be able to get, 
<laughs> talk to me in another 30 yeah, years yeah. and I'd be like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Uh, yeah, but yeah. right now, I, you need those people. Right. And to make sense of it. And then um, it's that experience. And I, I guess AI could get the experience, but it's in a vacuum. It's, mm. it, I don't. I don't see. I, I see. I see it separate from technology. Sure. Technology is helping us, um, but it's not going to replace us. Yeah. Interesting. I want to. I have a few kind of prompts that I want to make sure I get to. So I guess uh, yeah, I have a few that I kind of ask everybody, and these could be work related. They could be personal, but I'll, the first one is, uh, what, you know, what are you proud of? Um. I'm really a proud mom. I think um, I they've accomplished things, but that's not really what I'm the most proud of. They're just really good people. So I always tell new parents, it's like, try not to stress over the grade that they got in math in eighth grade, because in the grand scheme of things, nobody cares. Are you raising a good person? Because yeah. if you're raising a good person, it's all going to work out. They're going to find that they're not really math people, but they're, you know, history people or whatever. You, they'll figure it out. And I think as parents, you stress so much yeah. about, oh, my goodness, you're so smart. Why aren't you doing better? It's like they'll, they will. Yeah. They'll figure it out. So I'm, I'm proud of my children. That's awesome. Yeah. That's such a good answer. They're good people. Good. Yes. We need more good people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next generation. <laughs> yes, definitely. What are you looking forward to? Um, boy, I am a mother. Can you tell? I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go. It's exciting. It's exciting. You know, my youngest is in college. Uh, my oldest uh, just uh, finished law school and is uh, started his first job. I just can't see. Can't wait to see where they go. Yeah. that's exciting. Um, with uh, work. It's exciting to see we're constantly, I, I'm really big on succession planning. I don't want to have all the knowledge in this head mm. or even the assistant lab like share, 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 because I'm going to be gone and I want this place to succeed. So I'm constantly thinking about, hey, we got to prepare. We got to cross train. We got to give these people experience. So, we're, you know, hate to say it, we're all replaceable, but that, that's mm -hmm. how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to pass the baton, but not on the day that you retire. Right. You know, let's, let's get people ready. Let's share these experiences yeah. so they're ready when they take um, take on these leadership roles because we've got a lot of great people here mm -hmm. that I can already see like, oh, yeah, you're going to be running this this place one day. So, so well, it sounds like you're preparing. You said 28 years. Yes. Well, is that, is that coming up or is it still a little? There's, I probably have a few years. And, um, you know, my husband's a school teacher for LA Unified. Um, boy, we are LA City people. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's getting close and it's definitely part of the conversation. And we're talking about, are we going to stay here? Are we not? Um, I, w I want to be, not right now, and this is on the record, not right now, <laughs> but I want to be a grandmother that just can't wait to yeah. be um, a grandmother to these grandchildren that I hope are coming one day. So it's preparing for that. Yeah. Uh, I had my grandparents uh, growing up, and they were such a big part of my life. So I'm just really looking forward to kind of giving that back That's to awesome. my grandkids. So yeah, maybe. Uh, 
four years or so. Yeah. And I've got those couple years that were part-time, so i got to make up for that. Right, <laughs> right. So, I mean, well, what about, like, grandkids aside, how does, how do you feel about that transition? I'm so excited for yeah. it. I'm really at the age where, listen, we're all getting older, and that stinks. And, you know, the wrinkles and gray hairs are coming, but there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. It's that, again, just looking at the bright side. Am I going to, I joke about it a lot, but am I going to really dwell on it? Right. No, it's not. Who cares? Yeah. Um, what What's it really about? It's really about friends, family, and, you know, if I, when I'm gone, if it's that whole phrase, like if they just say great things about me, then I've just, I've done my job. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm not going to worry about getting older or aging. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the transition. And I'm looking forward to it because the kids are kids. The adults um, are doing well, and I know they're going to do great work. I can see that there are so many great people that can fill my shoes tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a good feeling. It's yeah. a good feeling that there's I, there's nothing that's going to be left undone. It's, yeah. It's it's just uh, it's only going to get all of us are only going to get better prepared. Yeah. Whether that's my children or. Um, the people that I work with in the next few years. Amazing. So it'll be great to walk away because I'll be like, you guys are fine. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> ah, that's such a nice feeling. Such it a, is. So not having this attachment of like, oh, what's going to happen and just more. They're of not like, ready for this. Right. Oh, my goodness. If, what's going to happen with this unit? Nothing. They're, yeah. they're going to be great. There's yeah. great people throughout this laboratory. And yeah. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> I'll say that with the microphones off. Right, right. What about... Like advice, is there a piece of advice that you've gotten that's kind of gotten you to where you are today or something that you would say to somebody else or a younger woman? Yeah. Um, I just gave this advice, uh, like I think earlier this week, that I'm definitely not the person that I was in 1995, which is a great thing. And I, th- we all need to evolve. It's it's that's what I think we're here for. We should all evolve in, in an effort to get better. Thank goodness. I mean, I used to love to pout and, you know, and I would, I'll tell you this. My first response was not the right one. If I would get upset, I would say, and this is at work. If my husband's here, he would say it. We're at home too. But yeah. I realized, and then I would apologize after. Oh, I'm sorry that I got so upset about that. I shouldn't have got upset. And then just one day I thought, well, I'm tired of apologizing and I actually have control over this. How about not jumping, saying the first thing that comes to your mind and take a beat, calm down or get more information because it's really usually what it is, is like you just don't have all the information and so you're upset about something. And that I think is a great bit of advice. Take a beat, don't get upset. Gather more. I shouldn't say you don't get upset because sometimes even when you have information, you're still upset. Right. And that's okay <laughs> and that's to be okay. upset. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So that's why I don't want to. I don't want to say don't get upset, but get more information and get a bigger view. Because yes, when I was a new crim, it was just my world of the analysis I was doing, and I didn't know all of the working parts of this department and city. When you're here, you think this is the most important thing, and everybody should know forensics and I, what, what do you mean, what you don't know forensics? How, how, how's that possible? And then you realize, oh no, we're just a small 
fish in this big pond. Of course, I think we are the most important. But you realize there's so many other things that are going on in the department, in the city that... um, There are so many ponds. Yes, (laughs) yes. And we're an important piece of it, but we're not the only piece of it. And I think that's the advice I'd give, too, is kind of learn about where you work and where you fit into that job because that will give you a perspective. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Perspective. Like getting some perspective. And um, this is a really great job. And when you learn about other places, you go, whoa, I have it really good here. This perspective, right? right? Um, Why did this decision, why was this decision made? Um, Oh, I didn't realize that, but it's all getting perspective. Yeah. With all of that, defend yourself. (laughs) You know, I take a beat so I don't have to constantly be saying uh, sorry to people. But if I feel strongly about it, um, I'm going to uh, defend it. Mm -hmm. But it's better to do it outside of that fog of confusion. Yeah. And from a place of information. Yes. Yes. I think I would jump to a conclusion Mm -hmm. and... That doesn't serve anybody, yeah. including myself. Yeah. So just don't jump to a conclusion. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Get more information. That you'll never regret that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I, and I, you know, I do think it does take experience as well. Like you can tell somebody that, but. It takes practice, and then you cut it. It starts becoming part of your. Well, you embarrass yourself enough that you go, "Okay, wait a minute." Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I needed to to take a beat there, Um, and yeah, time, experience, maturity. Yeah, this is all things said from an old lady. Yeah, Uh. (laughs) but I mean, that's it. Like, you're not going to have these things solved in 1995 when you start as a student, but. And I, I think about it, those like, you know, old school games, computer games, where you have like a map and it's like all blacked out until you like go there yes. and then you see it. And then exactly. That's life, you know. Yes, you, you don't. You can't start with the whole map. Yeah. You don't know what one. you don't know. Exactly. And that's okay. That's okay. But it's good to know that, that yeah. you don't know. And then, yeah, yeah. I think that's super interesting. Um, I'm going to wrap it up with a random question. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> Can Barbie be the answer? Oh, you tell me. <laughs> what food brings you comfort? What food brings me comfort? Oh, goodness. I love a good chip and dip. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a chip and dip person. What does that mean? Yeah. Like, what kind of dips are we talking? Okay. Talking salsa? I have, one? here's the hot tip for you. <laughs> There's, it's a sour cream dip. It's so not, it's not good for you. Oh, that's okay. Um, but it's a sour cream dip, and you get this green onion packet. It is not fancy. It's like powder. Okay. Put in the sour cream with some ruffles. Delish. Oh, ruffles. Delish. This, yeah. But listen, I don't, I don't discriminate. I love salsa. <laughs> I love Who a cheese doesn't? dip. Yeah. But I would say that probably brings me um, I love that. comfort. I mean, I think it's a it's a good way of getting a lot of variety in a easy package. I can make it a meal. Exactly. I can make a chip and dip a meal. Egg, eggplant dip, artichoke dip, guacamole. What brings me joy is I'm growing my own 
vegetables. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and this hydroponic thing. Oh. People at work are probably tired of hearing me talk about it because I'm just <laughs> so that excited. Big white thing? Yes. Uh, Instagram grow. keeps <laughs> posting I it. I love it. My parents got it space for me that. Yeah, <gasps> for my birthday. It doesn't take up a lot of space. It doesn't? No, it okay. doesn't. I'm going to sell you on one. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I bring in lettuce and tomatoes. That's and amazing. Parsley and cilantro and onions. Yeah. I don't know what it is walking outside and like clipping a little Thai chili. I'm like, look at this, it's so cute. Yeah, so that brings me joy. And if I, I can turn that. into a salsa, you've got it. Chef's you've got kiss. A, you'll never have to leave the house. <laughs> <I know. laughs> this is amazing. Okay, well, I mean, I, this is wonderful. Okay, I feel like I rambled a lot. Yeah. Sorry, I'll cut that out. But, uh, yeah, cut it, cut it, cut it. It's going to be like five minutes in the end of just Barbie in it. It's just a Barbie and then yeah, it ends. Exactly. Well, what a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Of course. I really appreciate it.